Hello, welcome to the Ski Racing Podcast with me, Ed Drake. Uh, Marcel is the only one that's joining me this week. He's a bit of a, an upgrade to having to share the spotlight with Ben. So we've got the important person of the duo here. Uh, ben is uh, otherwise indisposed. So Marcel, you've got to be weatherman and uh, f- the French advocate for the pod this week. I know, I've actually, I've got my, I've got my notebook ready. I've written everything down. Um, ben <laughs> gave me a couple of instructions, how to how to put in the weather as well. So I'm, I'm, hoping, to, I'm hoping to replace him um, worthy this time. Yeah, uh, and uh, going right, we may not need Ben anymore. Honestly, like getting all the stats together is just too much work. <laughs> no, 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 none of us would like to do that anyway. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't want to deprive him of something he loves. Um, but we are here to have a look back at Levy before looking ahead to this coming weekend's crazy action. Before we get going though, Marcel, I just wanted to say that you are now talking to the highest ranked oh my uh, ski racing podcast host i really don't want to know i really honestly this... you know maximum points just wanted to just let you let you know that before you we start maximum points maximum points no you didn't pick you didn't pick her twice i listen to the pod you'll hear yeah maybe i actually should start listening back to the pod <laughs> So yeah, just wanted to let you know, just so, just to set the mood for the yeah, pod. I'm, I'm going to give you a bit of a, a heads up, an advantage, just for a couple of. Yes. Actually, it's not just me that's giving you a bit of. Sh- it's the uh, one of the guys on the YouTube channel, the Ski Racing Podcast Extra, uh, said that he was disappointed in his results and he's going to stop listening to Marcel. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Fair play to that man. I'm on. I'm honestly this year. I've been very crap so far. Last year, I've had a good a good couple of first races. This year, I, I don't know. I'm I'm struggling a bit. It's all too close together. It's all overcomplicating it, overthinking I'm, it. Maybe right? I'm actually over. It's because because I'm having such high expectations on myself because I won it so easily last year, and I want to. <laughs> I kind of want to replicate that win from last year. So I'm like maybe overcomplicating it. From now on, it will be Pintero and Schifrin. They will be picking up very good points for me. That's it. Just going to mark them in now. Maybe, maybe actually maybe not in the next race is Pintero. I might be going to come to that later anyway. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Off the back of my maximum points in the predictions league, it means that double Vlahova victory this weekend. Schifrin uh, took double second, and Lena Dur back on the podium. Uh, at this time, her first ever individual podium performance in third both days. You know what? It's actually it's actually an interesting one because Lena Dur, she has been pretty much booted out the the team last year did all of the like the the preseason training and stuff all on her own and now she's she's getting back there which is which is obviously fabulous for her um you think it's one of those like two fingers up at you scenarios you know what like it can definitely it can definitely make someone do a bit more that tiny bit more that maybe is going to be good enough for for like uh, the podiums and stuff um so i with her obviously <laughs> she must have done something right i'm i think this year she will be back on the team but last year obviously you know, paying everything for yourself, and I've been in that situation. You as well. Um, it's it's very costly, and you kind of want to avoid that. And I know, like smaller nations, like Austria, is very fortunate when you're on the team, you don't pay for anything. And we, we discussed that, like some teams do still have to pay, even though they're on it, um, or some individual on some teams. But she, I think, was full on like doing it herself. Yeah, yeah. And and obviously, that's very that's a lot of motivation for someone. Yeah, and and, yeah, exactly. And obviously, it's paid off because you know, backing up on the second day, 
proved that it was no fluke. But also watching her ski, it looked supreme. She looked very calm. It looked relaxed. It wasn't like she was chucking the kitchen sink at it. It wasn't sort of wild and crazy and on the edge. It was calculated and and very technically, you know, pinpoint accurate. I think she. I thought she skied. In, it looked incredible. I think. I mean, the thing is with her, she was always a very good skier. And always, like, her technique is very solid. Like, she's a very solid skier in general. But I feel like for a couple of years, she maybe has lost, like, that, I don't know, if maybe it's a self-confidence, maybe it's something else. But it really seems that she's she's grabbing it back now and obviously backing it up and not even being very far behind the, the best ones Yeah, is, is really good. Like, if you look at the second runtime on the first day, for example, she was quicker than Schifrin. She was just behind um, Blahova. So she's, like... She's right up there. Like it's really, it's really impressive. And I mean, there are some other girls as well who, who did really well. I think it might have been a bit of a disappointment for the Austrians. Like Leonsberger probably expected a bit more than a sixth and, a, and an eighth place. Yeah, I think she looked, um, she looked very cautious. It didn't seem like it flowed. It looked like it was really hard work. Didn't look like she was relaxed at all. I don't know. It's it's really easy to sort of blame it on expectation of being you know the the overall winner from last year for the sl- overall slalom winner from last year so i don't know whether that was actually a factor or what but she didn't really have a good time and it didn't look like um everything was clicking it looked like it was it was tough tough two days work for her yeah i mean the thing is like there might there, there is undoubtedly more expectation on her this year like last year she was obviously she was great um well today everyone knew that she could be great but then she won so much last year hmm. And and there is obviously it weighs down a bit on your shoulders, right? If you're not maybe Michaela Schifrin, it, it does it does pull a bit. But I'm sure like she will she will go back to the drawing board and in Killington she will be she will be probably quicker than she is in Levy. And and I also think like due to her like very solid technique, Levy is probably not the best race for her. Because it's very technical in, in the in the steep bit, but the rest is is fairly flat. And she has never been that great on flats. I mean, she's not not bad, but obviously not up there. Yeah. Like really like Schifrin's and, and the Blahovas of the world. So I think once it gets a bit more technical, it will be it will be more for her. I've got a question for you from uh, from a ski racing podcast regular listener about the Austrians. And it's from a, a chap called Dave Cheshire, and he says, um, Please, can I request a deep dive analysis into from Marcel into the diversity of the Austrian female skier names for Katarina's? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You have to you have to have a certain name to be to be named for the team, you know. Is that it? That's you're, out. you're out. And and Huber and Galhuber. Yeah, you could you could literally Katarina. That's such an Austrian name. <laughs> I mean, they're all called Katarina anyway. So if I look at like. Chiara and Katarina and oh god it's actually that's actually crazy I never thought about that <laughs> I don't need to thanks for pointing that out and that is a you know what maybe he should be on a podcast he could do the stats as well uh, then we've got a new replacement for Ben <laughs> <laughs> new stats get, get him on get him on get Ch- Dave Cheshire on yeah I mean that's a very interesting angle on team selection maybe that's just you know it's a little bit easier than looking at results you just look down their names and if you name Katarina yeah, but can you imagine the coach like Katarina? That was rubbish, and then all of them—they were looking at each other. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's talking to you. 
he's yeah. not the same guy who said that he's not listening to my to my picks as well. No, no, no. That's another one. So you're getting you're getting shout outs left, front and center. Oh, lovely. <laughs> some people obviously value at least at least somewhere, right? At least, at least somebody that. values your opinion. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not very much valued at home, so it's fine. <laughs> Let's carry on with the podium. Schifrin picked up second both days. Uh, what did you make of it? I mean, with her, you know, it's, it's so hard. If I would have been second back to back, obviously, and everyone else would be like, well, that's actually great. With her, I don't think she's 100% happy. I don't um, think she's 100% on it in terms of physical, maybe, because she looked, she um, she obviously had that time off with that back spasm and, and she didn't quite look that, like herself, didn't look like, you know, Schifrin of old, maybe. Yeah, I mean, she looks really good in in, in uh, Solden, right? And then the back pain came a bit. I mean, I don't know how bad it is. It's probably, it, it's probably hindering her of like giving it a hundred percent. But I mean, she still picks up two seconds. Yeah, so exactly. And that it, recovery on the second day, how good was that recovery? I thought she was gone over that roll just into I mean, the steep. She's just so quick on the feet. Like she has like such a spatial awareness and a body awareness. And that's the thing, right? So here's sure he always made mistakes and stuff but it's some people just have like a way better awareness where they are and, and where yeah. their body is and how their body reacts and can react i always used to say that about about hirsha that he made mistakes but he picked you know he grabbed them before they turned into major mistakes and i think the best people in the world feel those mistakes coming before anybody else and actually are able to get on top of it before they actually turn into major mistakes and shifrin i was trying to find it before the pod because i've been running around like a nutter so i didn't get a chance to chance to do it but trying to find out Schifrin's DNF rate because I reckon it's I don't I can't remember her DNFing I mean I know she has but I, I was trying to find this, the stats this is why we would have Ben on the podcast he would like come up with oh she has like a 7.5% DNF rate it he'd come up with that straight off the bat that you wouldn't even have to look that up he'd just know it yeah literally but I, I like look I think and and that's like part of the key of the success right you want to be on the limit but you don't want to dnf um and and they like they're really the, the really best they they have it they don't they don't dnf a lot like no. i mean if you look at it here sure and her result like i mean maybe besides some races last year where she was like not on top but there is like there is so the margin of being that they so limited like she gets either first second third maybe sometimes like a fourth or a fifth place but still you still pick up 45 points right yeah, I was actually listening to this interview and, and Kriegmar said, well, I'm always looking for a podium, but if I pick up six fourth places in, in North America, I'm still 300 points down. So it's like, you know, you just have to, you always have to get for the pick points and, and yeah. the good ones do that. And yeah, they're just, that's why they are the, big, the best ones. But um, Vlahova, she looked supreme, didn't she? Look, I think she barely got out of second gear. I think she sort of, she looked like she just had that in the bag straight from pushing out the start gate. I mean, just because she has so much recovery time now. She's not being pushed left, right and centre. <laughs> <laughs> she's on holiday. She's right. She's racing the World Cup on holiday this year. She literally is on holiday now. She's like, oh, this feeling of being rested for a race. She's like, what's, what's that, a day off? Never heard of it. <laughs> She looked like she barely put a foot out of place. And, he, and on that second run of the second day, I think she just calculated that. I think she knew what she had to do. And she knew that Schifrin would have made a bit of a mistake going onto the steep. And so I just, she just looked like she had everything within her grasp. It, I think it sends a bit of a message that you're going to have to be 
on on your limit, on your best if you're gonna if you're gonna take Vlahova in a slalom this year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she looks she looks so rock solid. But the extra real question is, what is she gonna do with five reindeers? Boris is the last one. Did you see that? Good old Boris. I hope she's not naming it after Boris Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> she's her his biggest fan, I've heard. Is she? No, no. <laughs> no it's is after she? her brother, I think. <laughs> oh, he's the cop Boris as well. But yeah, between her and Schifrin, it's like nine reindeer. I was just about to say, if she would be Boris's big fan, maybe we can make sure that she's skiing for GB as soon. We'll, we'll sneak another one. Being an addition yeah. to, to Charlie Guest, which is which is obviously a great second race as well from her. Yeah, she, 20th position. So we have definitely got something to shout about. Charlie made some changes after race one. Race one, I think she looked cautious, looked a little bit nervous, maybe just sort of the expectation of from herself, you know, that, that uh, wanting to get a good result and just looked a bit stiff in the leg. Didn't really look like she was flowing down there. The second day, put that to rights and just just went for it and, and skied really nicely, 20th position. That should see her hopefully into um, the top 30 WCSL ready for Killington next weekend. But she's, um, you know, starting to become a real player in that in that top 30, which is great. Yeah, that's obviously, that's amazing. Um, and you know what, like on the first race, it's always tricky to know where you are. You just maybe take a bit of a, well, you don't, go on like full speed, full gas, and you you miss out the second run. And that's very unfortunate for her. But obviously she she clawed back on the second run, had a good race. Um, 20th position is a very a very good result. And, yeah. and it should be giving her the confidence for next for the next races in Killington. Yeah. And when I saw her a couple of weeks ago, she was saying that she, you know, she her back issues that she's had over the last couple of seasons have been she doesn't seem to be having those touch wood at the moment and, and have been managing to train really hard and, and it's definitely paying off. So yeah. Yeah. It's good for her. Wendy Holdner managed to, she managed to pick up a fourth after that double wrist break. I'd love to know. Yeah, what she was doing in the gym. Seventh, I mean, how did you do that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you do that. I wonder what she was doing in the gym. Well, I don't know what she did in the gym, <laughs> but it must've been like some proper, proper training, proper workout there. Yeah, breaking double. both of her wrists. But you know what? I think, it's it's interesting looking at the at the result list in general. I mean, obviously you get like the the usuals um, on top there. Slow car, obviously having a great first race after her victory in Lech, um, yeah. she definitely gave her some confidence. But it's also great to see some people like Emma Eichner from Germany. I don't know if you have any German listeners here, but she's born two thousand three, and that's actually incredible. Scoring two two times World Cup points from fifty five up to sixty, whatever being like 18 years that's that's really rock solid and i think that could be the beginning of a good career for her actually yeah that's pretty it's, it's pretty impressive and i think she um she's i can't remember which way was it solden or was it the parallel where she picked up points she got 19th in in, in the parallel she didn't do the the solden do, that must in the parallel then so yeah she's you know again backing up some good results and like you say slow car just picking up another solid result which obviously will do wonders for her confidence. She missed out on the podium by just over 0.3. So that's pretty impressive as well. Yeah, that's fair. That's within the reach, right? You, yeah. You want to be up there and, and at some stage when the confidence really kicks in, obviously she probably has a lot of confidence after her win, but when it really kicks in in slalom, then she will be she will be also a contestant for, for the podium and, I mean, it seems like Livio Magoni is doing a great job. I hope she's not getting tired during the season. That's all I'm saying. 
<laughs> she's taken some breaks. I wonder if he's learned anything. I don't know. I wonder if he's sort of taken this period in. I don't know. Have you ever met him? I've never met him, but obviously he's a, a fabulous coach. Otherwise, he wouldn't have the success he has. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm sure that has taken a bit of a toll on him as well. I mean, it's not nice to be, well, having that like very public, dragging through the mud each other kind of yeah. situation. Public public fight is not is not great. Yeah, no, it's not good. But obviously, it seems like it's a good solution for everyone. Lahova is doing very well, and and his Slovenian team is doing very well as well. So, hey. A win-win in this case. Exactly. Doesn't happen often for the old win-win. So, but we won one. <laughs> oh God, you're getting really good with, with your work plays, mate. Have you got anything else before we look at this weekend? No, I think that's. I think it was a, a very good first slalom for the women's two slalom, sorry. And um, now, now I'm feeling a lot more confident to pick the girls for the next races. My predictions, because now I know who is in good shape and who isn't. Yeah, so before we before we actually move on, I'll give you a proper rundown of the leaderboard just to let you know exactly where you are. As long as I'm in, ahead of Ben, it's fine. Ahead of Ben, I think I think you're definitely ahead of Ben because Ben's only picked up three points. But we've got five people leading the way. We've got Bron one six two, Chelsea G Blue, Harrison Boyd, Mick Stapleton, and Phoebe twenty nineteen, all with eighteen points, and then. They all they all have like some some proper nicknames there. Maybe they're bots. Maybe they are not real people. <laughs> Just pay, paid for <laughs> entrance into the race, uh, and then sixty. Ambrosh Privak is on sixteen. Dave Cheshire, Hexa, Sam, Shesmu, and Suzanne Schaefer all on sixteen. Then me fifteen. GB Ski fifteen. Mark Poole, fifteen. Uh, That's as far as as far as you can get up there anyway. I'm not too worried. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit, reach dizzy heights. I can't. Remember, I've, got, I've got a long way to find you, Marcel. Let me just uh, give me like a couple of minutes, and I'll scroll down. Uh, you are joint fifty eighth. Oh god, that's actually really bad. <laughs> with nine points, and Ben is in joint one hundred and thirteenth with three points. It's actually one hundred and thirteenth. That's pretty good for him. <laughs> That was said, that was said with, <laughs> with so much seriousness. Brutal. But yeah, if you're listening and you haven't entered, there's still plenty of races left. Don't 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 think by any means if you're entering now that you've got no chance because uh yeah, if you enter now, you still ha- end up ahead of Ed. That's that's for sure. And and obviously by association ahead of Marcel, because I'm beating you. I'm not going to give my trophy back anyway, so I don't care. <laughs> I'm keeping it. Okay, anyway, let's look ahead to this coming weekend. So the men are back in action. It's the big boys on the long boards. It's speed for the men. We are racing double downhill and super G in Lake Louise. Uh, Friday and Saturday is downhill and then super G on Sunday. And the women are over in Killington and they race GS on Saturday and slalom on Sunday. It's really starting now, isn't it? It's getting thick and fast, mate. Getting thick and fast now, which is which is good. Looking uh, forward to Lake Louise. I've seen some pictures of it, and and this looks in superb condition, as well, usual. They're worrying about they're worrying about some snow on the forecast. Yeah, they always have some snow, don't they? Yeah, but it's not actually that cold. Normally, it's like proper minus over there, but I think it's only about minus three. From I'm what sure I looked at like, today, I'm not going to be unhappy about that. So I think when it gets down to like 35 minus and they have oh to... yeah, and then you're skiing with tape on the nose, you know, you're really uh you're really up against out there. 
how have you been doing in, in Lake Louise? Was that one of your good tracks? I like Lake Louise. I never actually went. It's it's an interest. It's a tough one to be fast at and really easy to be slow at it because yeah. there's not an awful lot going on in there in that in that track really you've got the top bit which is very steep straight out of the gate then you've got an s and then you go down what's it called tickety shoots i think it's called and then onto the flat again it's really flat then you've got the that sort of interesting part with the that big jump as it comes onto coach's corner and then down onto that c turn that big long left letter which is you know sort of iconic parts of late louise and then it's really flat into the finish so it's one of those where it's yeah it's quite easy to be and not know when you get to the bottom and go, how on earth, what on earth happened there? And you're analyzing the video, trying to figure it out. But <laughs> yeah, we both know those situations too. Yeah, you? you're just staring at it going, I didn't even make any mistakes. Five seconds behind. Bloody hell, where did I lose five seconds? Oh, yeah. But it's a good one. It's a nice one to do at the beginning of the season, especially for, for guys that haven't done an awful lot of time on the speed skiing. It's not like you're jumping into flipping Bormio or, or whatever. So it, it gives you any of those, those guys that haven't had an awful lot of time on the skis on the speed skis means that you've got you know yeah, it's, it's, a good, it's a good training run actually I'm, you know i have a funny story about being so far behind i remember when i was skiing in alta Vidia and i came down and i think i was like around 10 maybe somewhere 10 and i looked up i, I saw the i saw the number and i was like oh, that's actually not bad and then i looked at the time and ted ligeti it was like with the just the first year with the new radius 35 yeah. meter radius and I think I was about five seconds behind and I was like, <laughs> I'm not sure. Am I happy or am I unhappy? <laughs> like 10th is actually pretty good, but five seconds behind is actually really bad. Yeah, for, yeah don't look at, I don't actually, look I, at the... I decided to not look at the time for the rest of the race. I just looked at the position and I was like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's actually take, it was, take the it was embarrassing. At, at times it was embarrassing, but hey. Yeah. I've definitely, I've definitely had those moments. I think in my first race in um, Wengen, I think I was about 10 seconds off in Wengen. <laughs> <laughs> but that is like... You're probably still skiing. Yeah, yeah. That is about, that is about uh, 10 miles long though at the same time. So, No doubt. You know what? Like the, a friend of mine who is who's doing the ski boots for head, his name is Patrick Bechter. Do you remember him? He was a solemn skier. Mm-hmm. And he always yeah. jokes about it. He was like, I have to stop you with a calendar. You don't even need to watch a calendar. It's good enough for you because you're so far <laughs> behind. And he always did that when I just about to start a race. And I was always like, for sake, he got me again there. <laughs> yeah, but I never, never picked up any DFLs, though. So I'm quite happy about that. <laughs> you were not in the time limit, mate. <laughs> just kicked out. So no dead last for me. Uh, not that I remember anyway. Wipe those from the memory banks if I was. But um, yeah, so no, I'm really looking forward to Lake Louise. We'll see, we'll see how they get on. Athletes have been over there for quite a long time. They're actually doing the training run as we speak. Yeah, Meyer, Meyer just finished it. So we've... Um, it's, so actually, th- it's actually a bit cheating now because we can see who is doing well and who isn't. Yeah, but that's only us. Nobody's, nobody else is picking right now. Good, good. <laughs> So, it's re- so we get our good disadvantage here. So it's going to be a real shot in the uh, shot in the dark here. So should we should we try and pick a winner for the men's? What are you going to do first? First downhill, and then second downhill, and then super G. Yeah, yeah. You can go first because you're doing oh, much worse than me. I have to be really careful, actually, what I say here because my cousin is now listening as well, and my mom is too. So I have to. She, she has she reminded me to mind my language occasionally so um 
yeah, well, I've, I've already gonna have to beep out, beep you out. Good. Um, so uh, you know what? On the first race, I keep it very safe this time, and I go for um, oh, bloody hell, it's really hard to keep it safe here. <laughs> it's so difficult. I know it's so difficult. You just look at the at the starting list, and you're like, well, any of them can really be good this year. Yeah, that's what's so exciting, actually. I mean, it's going to be a real, really difficult to actually pick up, pick up any uh, winners. By here. the way, just quickly, when we do, when we pick this time, Ben is not allowed to pick what you and I are picking, right? Yeah, yeah, it's tough that he's missing it. Good. Um, I go for Matthias Meyer on the first race. So you're going Meyer. I'd really like to go Cochrane Siegel, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go Foyts for race one. Foyts for race one. I'm going for. Foyt's for race two. You're going Foyt's for race two. Uh, I'm going to go Kriegmeier for race two. And on the Super G... No, you go first now. Sorry. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Ryan Cochran-Siegel. I'm going to do it. Ryan Cochran-Siegel. With the Super G. <sighs> That's a little bit out there because I'm not sure, exactly sure how, how well his training's been going. I go for Odermatt on the, on the Super G. Mm, that's a good point. Will we see will we see Pantero? Oh yeah, I'm sure we will see him. I mean, he's doing the training run now. And I mean, honestly, like there is not much else to do, so I I'm sure he wants to try and pick up some some points for the well, I don't know, maybe downhill is a bit hard on by, but uh, in Super G definitely trying to pick up some points and get some speed training in and then Lake Louise, uh no, like um Beaver, and then Beaver Creek. Creek. Beaver Creek, there are two super cheese, and he is actually fairly good in those usually. So he, got yeah, them. yeah, he likes it out there. I think, doesn't he? Yeah, and I think I think that's probably what he wants to do: get some training in, and just make sure he's ready for for um, Beaver Creek. Because I don't think realistically, like I, I'd hope he would do well, but it's just a bit too too flat, and maybe a, a bit too much of a, of the downhill side for him. In here, in Lake Louise. Lake Louise, yeah. Yeah, I think it's it is a tricky like like we talked about a minute ago. It is tricky to be far. It's definitely one that you know you need to have a good bit of gliding about you. You can't just rock up this super G and, and expect to pick up points. It's not like a I don't know like a Bormio super G or a yeah Kitzbühel super G, even a Kitzbühel super G. I mean, also like obviously, it's it's tricky, right? Because you when you don't do much on the on the speed side and you don't train it that much, and and Lake Louise, it seems easy if you look at the at the race on TV and stuff, but then you still go at like 145 kilometers and yeah. it's a very, it's a very quick track. So you also need to, you kind of need to have that confidence to go over your ski and actually ski fast. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, I think it's probably more of like a training run for him. Yeah, I think so. Pro- probably. I mean, but he'll, he'll strap on the race skis, I guess he's there. And it's like, I said, it's not gnarly. So I'm presuming that he'll do it. He might as well. Right. Give yeah, him, exactly. Give me like, with an advantage on the super G anyway, because you want to, it's always good to do the, I mean, you know that better than I do, but it's good to go for like downhill training and races potentially as well. Yeah. Cause you never get, you never get proper downhill training really. Exactly. Not really. So you may as well get some good speed training if you're there and it's not gnarly. It's not like you're putting yourself in sort of risk. I mean, obviously you're always risking when you're putting your ski, ski stuff on, but in reality you're not, it's one of the safer ones to go and do if you want to do a bit of training. So Killington, GS, ladies. Schifrin. Right, you're going to go Schifrin. I'm going to go Goot. 
And then I'm going to go Schifrin. And I'm going to go Vlahova. <laughs> you're going to go. <laughs> we're getting really, we have really exciting picks we have. I know, but it's re- the women's one, the women's tech is so difficult to look past either of the, either Schifrin or Vlahova. Oh, the problem is, the problem is, I'd love to, I'd love to pick some outsiders, but I don't want to have you at chat afterwards. I just want to win. <laughs> I want to win this thing. I, I just can't face you giving me some trash talk because I'm not <laughs> doing well in the podcast. Hey, mate, I've got to get it in while I can because, uh, yeah, it's not not it's not done that well. Well, he hasn't yeah. served you very well last year, that's for sure. No, so oh, look uh, at Romit Bauman is actually flying here. I forgot about the uh, he, he's he's back. How old is he? He's the same age as me, he's 35. I think that's how old I am. 35. <laughs> you look a bit older, but hey, screw you. Sorry, <laughs> but you know what? Like, he's he's literally having his like basically his new career with with the german ski team again another sort of two finger moment to the austrians maybe i'm, I'm <laughs> very, you know what like i don't know if it was a two finger moment for lena Durer, but i i think for him it's definitely a two finger moment <laughs> think he do you think he would he would rub it all in if he manages to pick up you know if he best placed well i mean Austrian. Very, like he really rubbed it in last year when he picked up a medal at the at the world championships did he go did, did he go I, for it in the press he didn't go in the press. Obviously, he's a he's a he's a gentleman, but like in the back door or behind closed doors, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. That in the back door. No, right. so maybe just get that out of the podcast. <laughs> nah, that's staying in. He's talking about Bauman's back door. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, I'll take it out. Yeah, I'm sure you will. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. So it, it's it is in the women's side of things. For the men, I think it's really interesting the picks that will come out because I think there's in downhills and super G's there are plenty of people that are going to pick up podiums. Lots of different contenders. But in GS, I guess we probably missed out Bassino as a real player in the GS. Yeah, but she. The problem was she was like insulted and she did not have a good time, and that obviously. I would assume she's probably going for like a result rather than a win. You think she just needs, she's going to already be thinking about picking up major points. Well, rather. Like, you know, I hope she's not, but it's like an Olympic season. I mean, obviously I no doubt she will be qualifying anyway. Yeah. But I, I think for a lot of those people who might not be in contention for a, for an, a title, like for an overall title or a GS title or whatever, it's really, it's really important to to pick up that self confidence. So because mm. Olympic games, anything can happen. Like even the favorites are struggling usually. So you wanna you wanna have that confidence. You know, wanna be ready for that race. Yeah. And if you if you don't see like, well, she might see like a, a chance of being on the I don't know winning the GS title. But for a lot of the other ones, it's like, well, I need to I need to get the results in. Get keep my bib either low or get lower. And then just be, be ready for the Olympics. Yeah. And especially yeah. like in nations where ski racing might not be that important, but the Olympics are important anywhere. So that's like even America, I mean, they do care about ski racing and they do like obviously want to see them winning the overall title. But if they win a gold medal at the Olympics, it's worth... It supersedes everything, doesn't it? It's more. It's just more. And, and that's like, that's kind of, an approach that I would assume quite a few people are going to be choosing. No, it makes sense. All right then, mate. I think we'll call it a day. So until next time, bye for now.